Hi guys, and welcome to the Box Office Club, your hub for all things movie news, reviews, numbers, and updates. We're your hosts. I'm Emily. And I'm Kate. And today we'll be talking about the box office numbers of this past weekend and a preview of what's to come this weekend. So before we get into any of our normal numbers and updates, we need to talk about the Oscars because they took place this past weekend. So obviously we need to cover it. Mm -hmm. There's always a lot to talk about when it comes to the show, um, but we will keep it brief and get into some of the bigger moments of the night. Um, The first of which is that there is no messed up names, (laughs) no assaults on stage and some actual tasteful jokes. So that was great. (laughs) This year, they also allowed the technical awards back into the live broadcast. So the Oscars finally, to me, felt normal again. That's awesome. Um, Emily was asleep (laughs) in the backseat of my car while the Oscars were on. Um, I watched a good, like, solid five to ten minutes and then zonked right out. But I've been catching up with TikTok, of course, some of the clips and everything. So uh, I... (laughs) I definitely feel bad about missing it, but um, I think I had some interesting dreams while I was sleeping in the car. So <laughs> whatever that contributes. Yeah. I mean, I bet it probably seeped into your brain a little bit. There was a lot mm-hmm. going on definitely. in the background while you slept. But, you know, not every I watched all of it. You slept through most of it. Some people didn't even know the Oscars were on. So yeah. that's why we're here to update everybody. So let's talk about. The big winners, because Mm -hmm. that's really what this night is for, is the big winners. And that is Everything Everywhere All at Once took home seven out of the 11 Oscars that they were nominated for, taking all but one of the big five categories. That's incredible. It's insane. Yeah. They, it, wow. (laughs) The seven that they won was Best Editing, Best Original Screenplay, Mm -hmm. Best Supporting Actor, Going to Ki Ki Hui Kwan. I apologize. Uh, Best Supporting Actress to Jamie Lee Curtis, which we will get into. Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh. And then, of course, the biggest award of the night, which was Best Picture. Mm -hmm. I. This might just be a little bit biased. That is the only, I think, big movie that I actually did. Well, actually, not the only one, but I thought it was well-deserved. Um, definitely best picture, definitely best original screenplay. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything like that. (laughs) It was all over the place, but also not everything everywhere all at once. I mean, it's so fitting. Yeah. Um, this was a movie that I remember. I didn't hear a lot about it. Um, Mm -hmm. at first I didn't know it was being released. I, um, It wasn't on my radar. And then a lot of people that I really love and respect in the industry started talking about it. Um, Dan Mural, who I've talked about on the show before, Jeremy Johns, Mm -hmm. they both did reviews about it and they were both on like they basically said the same exact thing. Like they were just raving about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, not a lot of people may like this movie. A lot of people may not understand it. It may scare some people. Um, But if you're open minded to it, you should go see it because this is a movie 
that I think everyone should see. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt and I both watched those. And then immediately after we went and we saw it was playing at a regal near us and we booked our tickets and we went like two days later. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him and being like, I hope that when awards come around that it's not lost in the shuffle because it came out like right after last year's Oscars. Oh, so that's usually with movies like that's where they go to die. Like you don't expect that type of movie. Well, you don't expect movies that really get released around that to be remembered Mm -hmm. towards nominations, especially with they when they do the big Oscars push towards the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. but especially a movie like that. Yeah. So seeing it not only come back, but come back so heavily and then win so heavily was, it was so refreshing to see. Truly a testament to how wonderful this movie is. Yeah. Um, so I watched it rather recently yes. <laughs> at your house with you and Matt. And I mean, I, I was <laughs> all the emotions, I think. Um, it was, it was very emotional. Um, it was really funny. The action scenes were incredible. I mean, it has literally like every little bit of anything you could ever want. And it tied everything together so beautifully. And I thought it was truly wonderful. So I was super excited. And one of the things that I did see was um, the best supporting actor with Ki Hui Kwan when he won. I'm so glad I was up for that because his speech was so emotional and I was like, he totally deserves it. And it was so wonderful. Um, I cried. Like I was like I so was tearing, tearing up. up. Yeah. It was so what a way like because that was the first award given out of the night. Yeah. No. First acting award. Yes. But like what a way to yeah. like kick that off. Yeah. He's so energetic and full of life that it, it I, I think it just set the tone for the rest of the night. It was truly, truly great. I I agree. I I mean, I think he was a lock for that category, you know, mm-hmm. from the get go. He was clean sweeping every other award show leading up to this. But, you know, there's always that doubt. And with his story and mm-hmm. how he, he's been treated in the industry, seeing him win and then seeing that like just emotional response, him not even being able to keep it together oh my God. and just being like, I just want an Oscar. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was holding back tears. Mm-hmm. I was not holding the mic at all. I was crying in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then followed up right after that was Jamie Lee Curtis. She mm-hmm. won best supporting actress also for everything, everywhere, all at once. And then she had an emotional mm-hmm. speech mm-hmm. and I was like, y'all gotta give me a break. <laughs> like let's have someone who doesn't deserve. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> totally kidding. Um, no, it was, from again, what from all the clips and everything that I've seen, it's it's everyone, I think, got what they deserved this this season, which is kind of unheard of. And yes. especially like in the beginning when you said like no messed up names, no assaults on stage, like it was like, wait, what? Is this how things maybe are gonna go for a little bit? It's gonna be normal. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think the Academy really needed this, and mm-hmm. I think. You know, it really is this movie winning so much, too, is like, I think the Academy finally recognizing and rewarding creativity. It's not just you can release a big budget like franchise movie Mm -hmm. or biopics or those normal emotional grab bag movies that Mm -hmm. are just there to win an Oscar. Yeah. 
but this movie would had probably no intent to win an Oscar. I know <laughs> when the Daniels got up there for best original screenplay, they literally were like, I this doesn't feel real right now. I don't even know like how to give a speech or how to mm-hmm. talk to you guys. Cause like <laughs> they weren't expecting when it. we, we did not think that like this movie like would even like catch on like this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm holding an award, you yeah, know, like it's yeah. so crazy. Um, I just, I love that the Academy is, I think finally allowing this type of stuff into the media yeah. again. Yeah. No, it's great because you're reaching so many different audiences and you're giving representation to people that truly deserve it and have historically been, you know, pushed off to the side. And like you said, where this movie came out at maybe not a great time, but I mean, I, again, like I recently watched it. So the buzz was still there yeah. and that's incredible for what, basically almost a year. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's, there you go. It, it was the best picture of the year then because it was all year. Yes. Yes. I it really that. was. But everything everywhere all at once was not the only big winner of mm-hmm. the night because they are connected to a studio, A24, mm-hmm. who was actually the biggest studio of the night because with everything everywhere all at once is seven Oscars, they gained another two with The Whale. Mm-hmm. So they got a total of nine Oscars, which was the most for the whole night. Wow. I think the second highest company to get an Oscar, I don't even remember which one it was, but I think they it was only like three. Wow. So they, right across the board. Yeah. So they won two with The Whale, which was for best hair and makeup, uh, which how do you not? It's seriously. With, if you haven't seen it, um, Brendan Fraser's character, uh, is in just an incredible amount of special effects makeup yeah. that it just looks so realistic. It truly I, does. blew me away. Yeah. Um, but then the second award went to Brendan Fraser himself for best actor mm-hmm. and his speech also made me cry. Oh my God. So emotional. Like, and truly he's one of the best actors I've seen. And I, I didn't know everything that was going on with him you know, the past couple of years, but he has made, I don't want to say comeback cause he should have always been here. Yes. But like people are, are recognizing and then also, you know, um, rewarding yes. him as like him as an actor, him as a person. And he totally deserves this. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, me and you, we went to go see the whale together <laughs> because of all the buzz it was getting around his performance. And I was like, Emily, this cannot leave the theater and we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And you watched me literally cry from, yeah. I think the second the movie started until well after the yeah. movie ended, you were handing me tissues. Mm-hmm. I was a sobbing little baby. <laughs> um, I mean, all of us were kind of like, oh, yeah. up, but like I was definitely probably the most wrecked. Yes. I um, was, I was staring up at the ceiling. I was dabbing him. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And it's a movie that sits with you. It does. I still think about it. Yeah. Um, just all of the, all of those big emotions and then even just like the smaller moments, but I I mean, performance of a lifetime there. I, it was, you felt everything that he was trying to portray. Right. For a movie with maybe five characters, max, Mm -hmm. really only two to three of them getting a substantial amount of screen time Mm -hmm. all taking place in one apartment Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it's taking place in one apartment because the story is so good that it was like after the movie, I was like, they never left that that apartment. He was in there the whole time. Yeah. And to just produce such an illicit response that I was just like disgustingly sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, there's no, there's no way he's going to not walk away with this. Yeah. But there was, there was a race. This was yes. probably one of the ones that, you know, could have gone either way. He was up against um, Austin Butler mm-hmm. for his performance of Elvis. And I remember when I watched Elvis, I was like, he's going to get a nomination for that. It was a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. And then Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirim. Mm-hmm which is a movie I still have not seen, but I really, really want to. Same. Um, And that was going back and forth the the whole season. And I remember when they were, we had already gotten home. So you were, you were driving home when they announced this award and I was sitting in bed and I was holding Matt's hand (laughs) and they were saying the nominations and they're playing clips. And I was just holding him and I was like, please, please do not mess this up. Mm -hmm. Like this needs to happen. And they said his name and I started crying the second he said his name. And then, um, Hung Chow, who was up for best supporting actress Mm -hmm. also in the whale, they zoom into her and her face looks like my face when I was watching the whale. Like it was nonstop crying. He hadn't even gotten up from his seat and she was (laughs) a mess. And then he gets up on stage and he goes, so this is what the multiverse feels like. And I, (laughs) I lost it. I yeah. was done. Yeah. Oh, I, I've watched, um, the clip cause I, I was driving and then I didn't watch it when I got home, but, um, I watched a clip of it and I'm like, anytime I see Brendan Fraser now, I'm like, I want to cry. I'm literally getting like emotional <laughs> talking yeah. about this. And then when he starts crying, I'm like, I, I'm over. Like I, he cries, I cry. That's <laughs> from now on it has to happen. And he was like tearing up and he's talking about thinking, the cast, the crew, everyone, everyone for giving him a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I've lost it. it. It's gone. So, so deserved. Yes. Emotional mm. stability out the body. <laughs> yes. But, but everything felt right in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it did everything. I, I really don't have a lot of complaints Mm -hmm. for this, for the Oscars. Um, Michelle Yeoh winning for best actress also felt deserved. That was a big competition because she was up against Kate Blanchett for Mm -hmm. tar. And Mm -hmm. I think that one was really going back and forth up until the night of, Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't seen tar. I really want to, um, I know, but I have heard that it, no matter which one of the two would have won, it would have been well-deserved. I Mm -hmm. am happy it was Michelle Yeoh because I am like 99.9% sure she is the first Asian American to win best actress in a first or second. That's Mm -hmm. that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And especially she pushed that movie forward Mm -hmm. the entire time. Um, So yeah, if, if it wins best picture, she's because of her (laughs) yeah so that was again another deserved one but that's it's nice to know that like it wasn't between it wasn't like a a slam dunk that there were so many movies that were up for being great so yeah that was nice 
Um, there is really only one major upset or winner. I guess it wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's an upset, but it is a winner disagreement that has been talked heavily mm-hmm. online that I think we sh- we should mention if we're going to be um, covering it. And yeah. it is that Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress. Um, the internet is very upset that it did not go to Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm torn because Jamie Lee Curtis did such a great job. I mean, like, you portray hot dog fingers like fantastic but also i i would have been really happy if angela bassett won too because again another movie that made me cry was wakanda forever and she did such a great job like i felt the grief just rolling off of her because i know that she was pulling from real life of losing chadwick boseman and Mm -hmm. like yes she played his mom on screen but like there, there's a connection there. I mean, I feel like between all the Marvel people, all the Marvel actors and actresses, they have such a strong connection, but this was a truly, truly strong connection and losing him. You felt that grief. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it kind of, I don't know. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, because I'm disgusting, I think I can name everyone but one person that was up for Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> and that was Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Hsu for mm-hmm. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Mm-hmm. And then somebody whose name I cannot remember and I feel really bad, but she was in The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm-hmm. And I heard that her role was phenomenal. It's the only one of the nominees that I had not seen. Mm-hmm. So based on what I had seen, I, I I had to counter out because obviously I don't have an opinion, but of the ones I knew, I actually almost kind of felt like Hong Chow and Jamie Lee Curtis were like the two that I felt maybe didn't deserve it the best. If, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think every single one of them deserved it. I mm-hmm. think every single one of them gave a really wonderful performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought it was going to be between Angela Bassett and Stephanie Hsu. Yeah. Because when I think about everything, ev- everything, everywhere, all at once, although they both did a wonderful performance, mm-hmm. Stephanie Hsu's character was kind of bigger and yes. her storyline was more important mm-hmm. and her character and because her relationship in the movie to Michelle Yeoh character is the whole reason the movie even happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. If like ranking definitely like not actually ranking, but like Stephanie Hsu, Angela Bassett up for one and two, and then Jamie Lee Curtis for probably for number three. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably how I would have done it. So, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I, like you said, everyone did a great job that we saw. Yeah. The movies that we saw did a great job. And I just, I hope the reason isn't because, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has been in the industry for so long and she doesn't own an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there was a big push for her to get one because of how long she's been in the industry and how wonderful her career is. 
And I do love that during her speech, she gave a nod to all the horror fans. That's really big to me because obviously Mm -hmm. we talk about it time and time again on the show, how much I love this genre. And me and you have talked personally about how the Oscars really do jip horror movies. Mm -hmm. And that's why we want to do our own one on the show is to give those types of movie recognition. So seeing her win that did kind of feel like a win for all of her work and Mm -hmm. everything she's done and her acknowledging her fandom and the people who follow that genre and her as a final girl, like all of that was really so meaningful. And to me, I'm like, you know what? It is kind of worth it because she does deserve it. And her role was amazing. Yeah. It's just of everyone there. It's like, did it have to be this year? But then Mm -hmm. I watch her speech and I cry and I'm I'm also just so happy for her at the same time. Like I'm so split. Yeah. No, that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel too. Um, like, cause you never want them to just give the award because you're like, well, because they haven't gotten one mm-hmm. and they've done so well throughout their career. You really do want it to be because they were the best. And this was a really hard category to figure out. Yeah. Cause I feel like everything else, like I agree. So So that's basically almost everything about the Oscars, except for the snubs, Mm -hmm. Um, which as we've been talking about, we kind of agree with everything. Yeah. So I wouldn't really say they're snubs, but some movies that were expected to be heavy hitters walked away empty handed, which is very surprising to me. Yeah. Like that they walked away with nothing at all is crazy to me. Yeah. So Elvis. Mm-hmm. Zero. Tar, zero. Banshees of Sheeran, zero. Both were up for many, many, many nominations. Yes. Yep. That, again, like it's crazy because everyone, those are the top movies that everyone was talking about. Um, I think the top four were definitely, well, top five because then, yeah, so we had everything everywhere all at once. The Whale, Elvis, Tar, and the Banshees of Sheeran. Those were the top five movies that I was hearing anything about. That three of them didn't get anything is crazy to me. Yeah. I think it's, and there's some debate like, you know, did we have to give everything to everything everywhere all at once? Did we have to give them all the awards? And in my opinion, yeah. You know, I hate seeing these movies go away empty handed. They Mm -hmm. are deserving. They're wonderful movies. They have just so many amazing things being said about them. So many amazing performances. There's no reason they shouldn't have any. It's just this year they had a Goliath Mm -hmm. to go against. Yep. And with the type of movie it was, if I think if it was like any other type of movie, I feel like even if it was tar winning all these awards, then my opinion would be changed. Mm -hmm. I would be like, no, maybe, maybe not. But this movie was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Every single thing about it worked. Yeah. Every character performance, word, movement in that movie was so impactful, so perfect. And it's so unique that I was happy it won everything because the Academy doesn't give awards to movies like that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So now it's setting a good uh, starting line going forward for next year of this movie has a little bit of everything, but it, it blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. And that's kind of something cool to look forward to is, is be like this movie won so many awards 
in one year. Like, and it wasn't trying to, and it wasn't even trying to, it was just two guys who wanted to make a crazy kooky moving movie. Mm -hmm. And they, and they did. Yeah. And it is wonderful. And, and that's awesome. Any other thoughts on the Oscars? Um, I feel really bad. I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to wake you up, but you were, I was zonked out. You needed to sleep. I did. All right. Um, so now moving on, uh, we're going to talk about what opened this weekend and what was expected. Um, so as we talked about on our Thursday upload last week, this weekend saw the opening of scream six, 65 and champions the top 10 is out and we have a lot to talk about. Um, so we're going to see how it compares to our predictions and what people have said about the new releases. So with that, let's get into our numbers 10 to 7. I'm ready. All right. And I really do like how we start from 10 and go to 1 because it just makes sense. I concur. All right. So for our domestic top 10, number 10 is Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, it made uh, $1.27 million in its second weekend of its domestic release, dropping uh, 59.9%. You know, for a movie that has zero buzz and zero mm-hmm. advertising, not as awful as a week-to-week drop as expected. It's not great, but it's like a superhero drop. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You're on par with all the superhero movies. Good job. Be proud. <laughs> Oh, with that, number nine, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It made $1.75 million in its 12th week of release, so that maintaining a pretty good drop of only 36.2%, mm. and it's on streaming right now. So that's pretty good that it's still in theaters, even with streaming, and it didn't drop that much. Um, it has made a total of one point. Oops, I'm sorry. That's wrong. 179.7 million dollars just domestically in its run. So pretty good. Good job, Puss. I, I still really want to see it. Yeah. I still got to watch them. Um, all right. Number eight, Avatar Way of Water. Uh, with a 27.2 drop in its 13th week, it made $2.65 million this past weekend. So right now, domestically, it is at $674.6 million. Oh, my God. And worldwide... billion dollars. That is just, I mean, we say it every time, just how insane it is. Can you imagine that much money? Well, there was a joke at the Oscars. Oh, that I missed? Yeah, going back to the beginning, bringing (laughs) it back, (laughs) um, where it was Jimmy Kimmel. He was running it, and it was about to show a little snippet of Avatar The Way of Water because for all of the 10 movies nominated for best picture, they do a little snippet throughout the show. Um, And he was like, James Cameron is like one of the only people to have three movies that have made over $2 billion. And then he goes, but with his marriage history, you know, that's like $1 billion each. (laughs) Well, Um, so I just thought I would thank you. I would share that joke because I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> What's also um, not funny for you is that was your number six. Uh, yeah. So already we know I'm not getting a perfect score. No perfect score for M. Just just from that one. We'll see. You know, I, I got 
at least for maybe the top five, maybe it'll be a perfect score. Yeah, I mean, the top five is the most important. It is. You know, the the sixes are safety. Sixes are safety. So my safety's out. I only have five more chances. I'm not confident. Oh, my gosh. But we'll talk about that next. (laughs) All right. And coming in at number seven is Jesus Revolution. $5.13 million in its third weekend with a 39.7% drop. My grandma said it was good. That's lo- so she went to go see it. Oh yeah. Grandma Andy approved. Yay. All right. Awesome. We're, ha- we're going to have to get it straight from the seat review from her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she saw it like last week and her memory is oh. not so great. So probably not. Uh, that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give her a call. All right. Okay. So that was our 10 through seven. Yep. Um, now it's my favorite time of the show where M refreshes us on our predictions and then we go six through one. All right. <laughs> Why do you seem so scared? I, because you told me not not anything about actual placements or anything, but you said one of us is going to be upset. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's going to be me. So I'm excited to recap what our predictions were and then be totally wrong. I cannot confirm nor deny who will be upset. We all know. We all know it's going to be me. All right. So, Kate. For number one, you had it being Scream 6, also as did I, so we'll just put that on there. Um, number two, you said Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Number three, 65. Number four, Ant-Man. Number five, Cocaine Bear. And number six, Champions. Yep, that was my one through six. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just going to say it again. Uh, number one, Scream 6. Number two, 65. Number three, Creed three. Like how I did that there. I like it. Um, number four, Ant-Man. Number five, Champions. And what we already know is wrong, number six, Avatar. So from our predictions, we know that number one, we both guessed Scream six. And number four, we both said Ant-Man. So I'm hoping that that's a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. I think it is too. All right. Tell me just how wrong. Well, number six is Champions. In its first weekend of release, Champions made $5.14 million in a little over 3,000 theaters. The Woody Harrelson comedy has had the reviews very split across the board. Mm. Critics have given this movie a 55% rating, while audiences have very much agreed, no, disagreed. They very much disagreed, giving the movie a 95% rating. Oh, my God. Cinema scores have been released as well, which I was very pleased about, um, which backed up the audience score with a very solid and respectable A. Damn. So I don't know what the critics didn't like, but that is quite a divide. Seriously. Probably just Woody Harrelson. You think? I don't know. I feel like critics are weird about him. He's fantastic. I think what we need to do is we need to go and see it and then give our input because we're technically Absolutely. critics now right so <gasps> yeah we maybe we can help that score bump that score up bump um, it up yeah 95 percent. that's incredible yeah wow yeah i definitely i i mean i wanted to watch it anyway it's a basketball movie but um i love any kind of sports movie but basketball especially um i know it's weird <laughs> um well i used to coach basketball okay so i love it Fair. but woody harrelson He's fantastic. Yeah, I I definitely want to see it. Um, 
I'm I'm glad it made top six. I'm also glad I had it for six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that my number five is wrong. <laughs> yes. Your number five is wrong because number five is Cocaine Bear. Taking a 43.9% drop in its third week, Cocaine Bear made $6.25 million. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's... You're really good at this. Thank you. Um, I really don't know how. Um, but last time when we talked about Cocaine Bear, we talked about there being a possibility mm-hmm. of a spinoff movie based off some TikToks I saw mm-hmm. of a cocaine shark. And I'm seeing more and more news articles that could confirm that this could be a movie. I, I'm here for it. I... If they do it well, I think it could be great that I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause they're already so scary. Yeah. Imagine a shark on cocaine. Like I'm imagining it and it's all hell is breaking loose. I'm picturing deep blue sea and it's just way up there. Like way (laughs) gone. Oh God. (laughs) I'm... If this, if a studio for some reason stumbles upon our tiny little podcast, mm-hmm. take us up on it. Yeah. We'll take a cut. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe like a little one. Yeah. I mean, I just saw it, but I'm like putting it out there. So like, I'm, I'll take a creative cut. Yeah. Even just like a credit. Yeah. Yeah. Even just, just put our podcast name right at the bottom. Yeah. That'd be great. Throughout the entire movie. No. <laughs> Just, the, Just our little in logo in the corner. Yes. <laughs> okay. So enough trying to pressure studios into giving us money. For now. Because we have another movie that made money. And that's number four, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, Taking a 44.3% drop in its fourth week of release, Ant-Man made $7.13 million. The latest Marvel movie is at $198 million domestically thus far wow wow not bad you are three four three right now but i get one because i also said ambient so i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) i'm so proud of you i'm very excited to say what number three is okay number three 65 god damn it opens in third spot with 12.32 million dollars domestically with a $90 million budget and about $21 million worldwide, it does have a bit of an uphill battle, especially with the reviews coming out, which is why I'm excited to say what number three is. Not because that gives me four in a row, mm-hmm. but because I feel very vindicated right now. Because mm-hmm. nobody's, nobody's written in to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> critics have told the public I am right. <laughs> Critics have given the new sci-fi movie a 33% Rotten Tomatoes score. While although audiences are not super far behind in their opinion, they are a little more generous with a 63%. Based on the reviews collected by CinemaScore, it has received a C plus. Criminal. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say on it. Criminal. I really liked it. I was the audience me and give it an a plus plus no i'm just kidding that's way too much <laughs> um i'm i'm 
happy for you that you feel vindicated. Um, but I'm sad for me because I, I liked it. I just wanted to feel validated because I don't like sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. So like I thought it was just like my club, my clouded judgment. But then even reviewers that like sci-fi didn't like it. So I felt just I felt very happy. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I feel bad for Adam Driver because yeah. I love Adam Driver and yeah. I wanted I wanted this to be good. I just had so many people after basically you and my husband say <laughs> you just don't like it because that's how normal sci-fi movies are and you just don't like sci-fi. So it's not the movie's fault. It's your fault. And then everyone else said otherwise. And I just really needed that. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm happy for you. <laughs> no, I, I can understand where people are coming from. I think it's just because I had an emotional connection to the movie that like it ranked so much higher for me. Um, but like you said, Adam Driver. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I understand the emotional connection part. And for that, I am sorry about <laughs> how adamant I am that I don't like this movie. It's okay. But as I said in our Straight From The Seat review, if you guys haven't heard it, that's a little snippet of my opinion. Go <laughs> give it a listen to hear all of it because we talk some pretty fun stuff. We do. In that episode. Mm -hmm. um, quicksand? Is it real? Go listen. <laughs> um, but as I said in that review, I think a lot of people will like this. I, My husband and my best friend both loved it. So clearly it's not a bad movie. It's just not a great movie for me and I will say if you're not a huge sci-fi fan you're probably not gonna like it if you are you probably will and if you're on the fence but you're like an Adam Driver fan go throw some money its way because it does deserve yeah. it yeah I think that I wraps think it up pretty nicely yeah I agree all right let's just wrap this up too and tell us how how amazing you are predicting um, number two is Creed three. <laughs> um, it had another very strong weekend in the box office, although it did take a 55% drop in its second week with the competition that came out. Mm -hmm. Um, even so it still made 27.25 million in its second week, putting it at $101 million domestically in two weeks. That's pretty good. It's very good. Yeah. I think I really just wanted it to be in third cause it was called Creed three. So I don't know. We'll see. But no, that's that's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, we did have a friend who did go see it. Um, and I think she said that she liked it. I only remember her saying there was a lot of shirtless Michael B. Jordan scenes and that's all she was really living for. Is there anything else that we know? Really? I think I think it was a solid <laughs> review. <laughs> the word of mouth uh, on it has been really good. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. And then last and definitely not least, mm -mm. but technically because of how we do our order first <laughs> is Scream 6. And Scream 6 is a franchise best. It made $4.4 million, taking the number one spot of the weekend. And it also has gained a lot of attention and reviews. Certified fresh from critics, it has gained a 77% critic score and audiences could not have agreed more on the freshness and gave it a 92% rating. Wow. It also gained a B plus on cinema score, which is the same score as the 1997 scream two and the 2022 scream requel. I do not know how it compares to the original because cinema score was not doing scores 
at mm. that time. Or, and if it was, it did not do it for Scream. Gotcha. Wow. That is incredible. Um, I was looking, I was actually looking at the numbers for all the movies and stuff for the Scream franchise. And yeah, it is <laughs> well above. Like well that above. is yeah. insane. Um, and uh, if you haven't listened, we also did a straight from the seat review of Scream 6. So go back and give that a listen. Our longest straight from the seat review. Yeah. We had a lot to say. So much to say. Um, that's fantastic. I'm, I really like that it's on par with Scream 2 because, you know, this is one of the originals. And it's that it's on par with that. I really do like that. I liked it too because I was thinking about my Scream rating and the original is always number one. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about my second spot and I was like, do I give it to Scream 2 or do I give it to Scream 6? I'm Mm -hmm. actually still to this moment very torn and I want to rewatch the second one to kind of see where it falls after a rewatch, but the fact that it has gained that type of score in comparison does validate my hesitation mm-hmm. between where to put it because I am, I'm thoroughly torn between yeah. the two spots. Absolutely. Um, and like something that a little bit that we talked about, you know, the fact that they say in the movie that it's now they're in a franchise. Um, it's, but technically it's, the second movie of the requel like it's it's a weird spot to put it in yeah but it makes sense and I totally understand the hesitation because I think I said I like scream scream 2 and then this movie but yeah I totally understand the hesitation it's by a smidge that scream 2 takes it number two for me yeah a very a very small smidge Mm -hmm. I completely agree and I'm just I'm happy for it I've talked about my hesitation for it mm-hmm. and now I'm sitting here thinking it might be my second favorite screen movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very proud. So good for you scream. Yay. Good job. Scream six. And yeah. speaking of six real quick, did I just go six for six? You did go six for six. I kind of hate you right now, but <laughs> I'm so proud of you too. Um, That's our first perfect score of the show. That is. And I'm not surprised that I went to you. <laughs> if you guys could see a little happy dance that she's doing. You would be crying and laughing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is incredible. Six for six. I can't even imagine. You're going to, I think you're going to do it next week. I think you have it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. Let's talk about what's going to come up next. Yes. Let's talk about it. All right, so there are a few notable things happening at the box office this weekend, so let's jump right in into what you can expect to hopefully see on a screen near you. The biggest movie coming out this weekend is the newest DC movie and the second of the Shazam films, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This movie is predicted to open in about 4,000 theaters this weekend, yet um, it's only estimated to bring in about 25 to $33 million in its opening weekend, despite limited competition. So... Um, I'm not sure what all that's about, but a, some of it could have to do with the recent news about the DCEU. Yeah. Um, I was shocked when I saw the prediction numbers for mm-hmm. it. Um, especially with Scream making 44 million mm-hmm. and then Shazam being a big studio DC movie mm-hmm. predicted to not even touch that margin. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me because the first one I know 
I rewatched that recently with my brother and I was like, oh my God, this movie's fantastic. I liked it. It's that. so fun. So I was really excited about this one and I'm like, oh, that's a really low prediction number for this. I think that because DC is completely restructuring with James Gunn taking over and after they had made the announcement that the new Superman movie that they're doing is going to kick off the new DCEU in the timeline that I guess we all should be watching. <laughs> I guess, kind of, it's still kind of confusing how all of it's working, mm -hmm. is no one knows where these pre-slated projects, what, what they mean, where they're yeah. going to land. Is Shazam going to be wiped out by this new storyline? Blue Beetle that's supposed to be coming out, is that going to be a thing? The Aquaman new movie that I wasn't going to watch anyways. Um, if you know why, you know why. Um, and it's not because of Jason Momoa. Let me just allude to that. Mm -hmm. um, if that's going to be important, because they kind of alluded that the DC, how we know it might just be out the window. Yeah. So everything we could have already watched mm -hmm. could be gone, yeah. which would be a waste of time and a waste of talent yeah. and would really suck. Um, so I don't know if people want to waste their time and their money to go see a movie that might not go to mm -hmm. a bigger overall picture anymore. Yeah. I revamping an entire franchise is madness anyway, but like, I feel like it's a little too little too late. Like Marvel's already been out for how many years now? And it's got a huge universe and all this stuff. And like, we've had so much of the DC universe that now they are deciding to just revamp everything. And I'm like, uh, no one's going to care at this point. I mean, I don't know. DC's kind of always been a mess. Yeah, no, it, it it's always been a mess. So it's like, do we give it another shot? I mean, I love James Gunn. I love mm -hmm. his work that I, I'm excited to see what he could do with it. But yeah. there are some projects that I would be really sad to see go. I know the whole Superman debacle, mm -hmm. um, that was rough, you know, yeah. with Henry Cavill. People were really upset about it. He was really upset about it. Yeah. He was told to make an announcement for it, all for it to mean nothing. Um, you know, Black Adam, that movie that just came out could mm -hmm. mean freaking nothing now. Yeah. Um, don't know what it means for I, the Suicide Squad, I think will maybe be intact because I think Peacemaker is still going to have mm -hmm. a big role in the new franchise, but Shazam could really be, be meaningless now. And that yeah. sucks because that is a franchise that I was excited to see keep going. Mm -hmm. I really liked the first one. I was excited to see what was going to happen in the second one. I really loved the cast. I loved all of it. Mm -hmm. And I would be really upset for them to not make room for it. And based on these predictions, it makes it sound like they're not planning to make room for mm -hmm. it. Yeah. No, like you said, waste of waste of time and talent like and these people pour their hearts into these projects and to just kind of see it go nowhere although I do I think you're correct with um some of the Suicide Squad stuff because I believe they're gonna have a show about um Amanda Waller uh, yes Viola I think Davis's you're right character with Viola Davis and I'm like hell yeah because she is that character I love Viola she plays Davis. the shit out of that character um 
So uh, that should probably still be intact. And then along with Peacemaker. So, yeah. And I think there would be kind of an uproar if they got rid of um, Margot Robbie as Harley Mm. Quinn. I think there's such a following for her as that character that DC would be kind of stupid, but you know, they've the, some of the decisions that have been made in the past, you, you really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's all kind of up in the air. I hope that this movie does really good. Um, cause I remember now when you brought up black Adam, I was like, Oh yeah, that's why I watched rewatch Shazam. Um, same. So yeah. So watch Shazam, watch black Adam. And now this is coming out. So it's all pretty fresh. So I'm excited. Cause I'm like, yeah, you don't have to like rewatch something in preparation for this. It's already there. Um, so I hope it does a lot better than, um, than what they're predicting, but I'm, I'm, we're not going to go by what I predict. Oh my gosh. I think you have it. I honestly, I urge people go see this movie and give DC a reason to mm-hmm. keep Shazam going. Yeah. Because it, we clearly love it. And I hope that means other people clearly love it. I be- remember the first one being really popular. Mm-hmm. So if we force their hand, maybe they'll make room for it. And I hope that there already is room for it. Mm -hmm. And just the predictions are so low because people don't know. And they're kind of afraid to go and spend the time and spend the money to go see it. And then like, maybe it will be unraveled that it is important and people will go back. And then the third Mm -hmm. one will boom. Maybe I, but let's just make it the second one boom now. So there's a chance for it to stick around. Yeah. Um, go out for this holiday weekend and spend some time at the movie theater when you're not drinking a Guinness. I was like holiday weekend, St. Patrick's Day. Holiday on my people. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. Well, I, when I think holiday weekend for the box office, I mean like there's an extra like long day. Like there's like no work on Monday. Yes. Um, Oh yeah. There's work on Monday. There is work on Monday. But yes, you're right. There is a holiday Mm -hmm. coming up this weekend. So spend your Friday night out celebrating St. Patrick's Day and then Saturday and Sunday recover and go watch this movie. Because that's what we're doing. Yes. Drink, 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 but then also have the popcorn. Soak up that. There you go. But do not go to the theater drunk. No, 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 no. That is never fun. It's not what we're saying. No. Not at all. For the sake of the Friday drink, Saturday, Sunday, sober up with popcorn at the theater. Yep. For the sake of those poor employees. Oh, dear God. Do not go to your theaters drunk. That was the one time I had to call 911 at the theater. We had a drunk patron. That was fun. (laughs) Wasn't the first time it happened. Nope. Won't be the last. But we are telling you not to be that person. There we go. And if you just are so against DC or superhero movies, or just don't even know what we're talking about when we say the word Shazam, (laughs) there are some other movies coming this weekend. Mm -hmm. A smaller movie that I actually haven't heard anything about until I started researching for today's episode Mm -hmm. is called Moving On. It's being released in limited theaters, only 850-ish theaters. Um, And you're not going to believe it. It's an R-rated comedy film starring Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, who was just recently on our screens, Yeah, about two old friends who, this is going to be us, two old friends who reconnect at a funeral and decide to get revenge on the widower who messed with them decades before. Oh my God. 
The only thing being that we won't have to reconnect, but yeah. Yes. Like getting revenge on the widower. Oh my God. That's incredible that, um, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are in another film so quickly after, uh, 80 for Brady. And this is one I'll go see. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. They are a power force. Like they are just amazing. I, I want to try and I don't know if I'll have time this weekend. I want to make time for it this weekend. If not, I'm going to maybe go next weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, there haven't been any predictions made on the strength of its opening for this coming weekend, probably because it's not breaking a thousand theaters. They mm-hmm. probably aren't trying to track it right now, which is unfortunate, but um, hopefully it will be in the top 10 so we can cover it next week. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so also releasing this weekend after some confusion with the release date is the new Willem Dafoe movie, Inside. It originally was said to be coming out last weekend. We have confirmed that it will be in a little over 300 theaters this weekend. So if you are interested in a one-man show where Willem Dafoe is on a heist gone wrong and finds himself locked alone all by himself going crazy, make sure you find a location near you that is playing it because I know I want to go see this. And it is playing semi near us, not at our local theater. Mm. And I've already texted the owner asking him <laughs> why not. Seriously. He's working on it. Mm. But we had a chat. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, because I saw it was playing at a theater about 45-ish to an hour away from us. Mm. Um, and I was like, why didn't you get inside? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> he goes, I'm trying to get it booked. It's not working. I'm going to get it. I want it. I was like, shame it's oh. <laughs> it seems like such an interesting concept it's willem dafoe I, I love the one-man shows they're so interesting like it's usually not like anything else you've been watching so it's a nice like i don't know not a break but like an interesting and creative movie to see in between all these other ones um so i yeah he needs to get it yeah let's just bully him um <laughs> i did start bullying him when i asked him about it um and then after I found out it was only coming in 300 theaters because I actually originally couldn't even find a theater count before. Mm. Um, and then I stumbled upon it. So movies that small, it's really hard for independently owned theaters to get it. So I was like, okay, I forgive you. I guess. But when it hits a thousand, yours better be one of the thousand. Yes. Um, but they're trying. So yeah, we'll just, we'll bully him when it comes to a thousand theaters then. Um, so there are no estimated opening prediction numbers for this as well. So we will be flying blind on this, but uh, we're hopeful. Yeah. And I hope to be talking about this one next week as well. Mm-hmm. And lastly, because we talked about it so much at the beginning of the show, if you're curious, after the clean sweep at the Oscars, everything everywhere all at once will be getting another re-expansion into about 1500 theaters which is quite the jump from the 500 theaters it was playing in last weekend pre-oscars mind you that this coming weekend will be its 53rd weekend in release as of this moment everything everywhere all at once has made 73.78 million dollars domestically 108 million dollars worldwide which i know it's not some of the biggest numbers we've talked about on the show but keep in mind This movie was originally released back in March of 2022, and it only opened in 10 theaters its first weekend. 10. 10. You heard me correct. 10. Like 10 fingies, 10 toes, 10. That is incredible. 
So that just shows the power of this movie to be just put into 10 theaters to test the waters to see if people would even like this crazy movie to getting a wide release, making a frick ton of money, ending its release, getting so much buzz to go back into release, to leave release again, to get 11 Oscar nominations that puts it back in theaters for the rest of the Oscar run and end with seven Oscars and a 1500 theater re-expansion after a year. Wow. That is insane. That is so deserved. It's as insane as the movie is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's the power of Rakakuni. Rakakuni. (laughs) All right. So here we go. My favorite part. (laughs) Predictions. Predictions. All right, so I have my chart up. Where do we think we're going to see our uh, our top five and then our number six, our safety? Our safety. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? I think I want you to start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're doing like a boxer getting ready. You're like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Because um, I'm just really not sure, honestly, because... N- Going in today, I might have just said, obviously, it's going to be Shazam, Mm -hmm. but Scream opens so much more. Yeah. So I'm like, does Scream hold really good its second weekend? Because I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go Shazam number one. I'm going to hope that people listen to this. I hope that they decide to tell DC what it needs to do and that they should keep this around And I'm going to laugh my butt off if we're sitting here on Saturday after watching the movie and it sucked and we're like, whoops, but I have faith in it (laughs) and I want people to go see it and keep it in theater. So I'm going to go number one to Shazam. Okay. Number two, Scream 6. Number three, Creed 3. Taking your three for three. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania stays at number four. Okay. Um, which I think is going to make 65 go to five. And this is where I'm torn. What's my safety? I, I don't know. Because Cocaine Bear has been doing good. Mm-hmm. But does Champions word of mouth put it at? Mm, I'm taking a risk. I'm going to keep Champions as my safety at six. Okay. Balls in your court, M. All right. Uh, let's see. I am going to disagree with you. Oh, because we like the drama. The, am I the drama? <laughs> I, I think we might both be the drama, <laughs> but it works for us. Um, I'm going to go with number one. Scream six is going to stay at number one. Okay. I, I don't hate that. Right. Like either way, either way, I'd be excited. Um, I just think because it's done so well, I don't. And then the prediction for what I think is going to be number two also, I think that it's going to drop, but I don't think it's going to drop to move it out of number one. I respect that. It's, I was battling in my head, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to have faith. I'm trying to follow your logic on, on this. (laughs) Um, for number two, I'm going to say Shazam. Um, just because, you know, DC, maybe, maybe we, maybe we reach a lot of people and so many people go see it. But again, of course, if it turns out to be bad, you didn't hear it from us. Um, <laughs> yes, I love it. What's the box office? <laughs> Who? Um, for number three, I'm keeping it Creed three. I want to be correct on that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like the numbers there. Um, hmm. All right, here we go. I, I was pretty confident about those first three. This is where I'm getting. But your yeah. confidence is key. I know. It's what makes this so fun. Um, I know what I want number six to be. I know what I want my safety to be. But no, you know what? You know what? I'll move that then. I think I'm going to agree with you. And Ant-Man's going to stay at four. Okay. I think with the numbers and everything, I think that that's correct. I think that's going to stay there. And then I think number five is going to be Cocaine Bear. Solid. And then I'm going to just say Willem Dafoe. Inside. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a lot, but I'm going to, that's my, my hope. That's I my safety and my hope. Okay. But I would love you to be right. I really would. 300 theaters and mm-hmm. it breaks the top 10. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't hope. Know. Yeah. It's just a it's shot kinda, in the dark. Yeah. It's a shot in the dark. We'll see if I get inside. <laughs> Are you making the puns now? I am trying. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Look at you growing up. All right. The hard part's over. (laughs) It's locked and loaded. We're good. Okay. And if the hard part's over, then is this over? Are we, are we done? I, uh, I, I think we are. Wow. So when can they hear us again? All right. So they can hear us again when we do our, uh, straight from the seat review because we are going to go see Shazam Fury of the Gods. And maybe we'll even sneak in 60, not 65. No, we did watch that one. You didn't like that one. (laughs) Inside. Maybe we sneak in inside Mm -hmm. or maybe we even uh, sneak in moving on because I really want to see that. Oh, but you'll hear from us at least once or champions or champions. Yes. So there's a lot of options that I mean, even we want to go see this uh, this weekend. So we'll see. We, we're for sure going to Shazam, though. You will be hearing from us this weekend on Shazam. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is a promise. That is a pinky promise. So hold out your pinky. Pinky promising. There's no sound for it. So sorry. Okay. Well, in that case, you know where we're going to be later this week. So that's all from us. We did it. Uh, remember to become a Box Office Club member to like, subscribe, review, and reach out to us at boxofficeclubpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Stay safe, support your local theaters, tell us your thoughts on this week's box office stories, and we will see you next time with another segment of The, the box, box Office Club. Club.